Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you today, Michael? I, uh, I'm trying to come to terms with it already being November. Man, this has been a fast year. See, and I'm coming to terms with trying to get back to reality after a lovely week of vacation. It looked nice. It was yeah. restful, floating along on the uh, lovely Caribbean Sea in a cruise ship. Beautiful blue water. Uh, you know what was really funny, though? They had uh, they were showing different movies uh, on right. the ship at night for the kids, and the movie one night was Hocus Pocus. Ah, oh, say hey. Yeah. Just start handing out Christ Culture and Cinema I podcast sh- you know, cards. I, I should have had cards with me. I said to my <laughs> wife, you know, as we're watching the scene and I'm explaining things to her, and she goes, you really, really, really read a lot into movies, don't you? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And that's why I wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of looking into movies, we got that uh, 100th episode looming where oh, we're going to get into it a little bit. We're, we're in the countdown window. We've got this episode, two more, and then it's episode... Big 100. Century mark, baby. Oh, boy. Centennial 100 time. Ye- 100 episodes. I like it. Of Christ Unbelievable. Culture and Cinema. Makes me feel old. Well, but you know what? That's what's great about what we do. We could do this for the rest of our lives and not run out of movies. A lot of movies. That's a lot of movies. A lot of people. So many movies, so little time. If only we could make this a full-time job. You think we could do this for full-time? Is there somebody that pay us just to watch movies and, and do podcasts? I would think somebody should. I, I mean... I, I'd be all in. Who else I'm all is, ears. Who else is talking about movies and how they intersect with the culture and faith and value who else is doing this i don't know uh, it would be us i i'm all in so, I, hey I if you're too. out there and you want to uh, finance full-time podcasts you know we could <laughs> we could be like we could be like a secret agency kind of like today's movie oh there we go the men in black you know this is an old I movie make this look good yeah you know that's the difference between you and me <laughs> i make this look good now that's what's amazing to me is when i when we decided to do men in black because there have been now four men in black movies in the franchise three with the original characters and then men in black international that this franchise began on july 2nd 1997 back in the day when Will Smith was Mr. Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, he was coming off back-to-back years of uh, Bad Boys and Independence Day. Mm, Independence and, Day. And uh, this, was, this was one of those. I, I was listening to the book, as I, I might have mentioned before, the Will Smith book. And yeah. he talked about not wanting to do what he felt was just a combination of Bad Boys and Independence Day, you know, uh, right. policemen with, uh, with the aliens. And the producer of said Men in Black, Steven Spielberg, had a plane fly Mr. Will Smith out to his house in the Hamptons. I, I would tell you if, if uh, Steven Spielberg Changed reached his mind. Out, if Steven Spielberg reached out to us about doing Christ Culture and Cinema, I would get on said private jet and fly to the Hamptons. Yeah, he he talked about his house basically being a historical uh, museum of all the works of art going back to Jaws. Oh, you can know, you Chris imagine? It was incredible. They said. Can you imagine what Spielberg's yeah. House must be sure. filled with. When he brings you into the lair, yeah. he gets his wish. Of course he does. 
Yeah, you know, awesome. The only other one that I would want to go see is maybe George Lucas's house. That'd be pretty sweet, too. That would be cool. Yeah, I'd like to see his ranch. I, I think I want to hang out at the yeah. ranch. Maybe we could do a Christ Culture and Cinema episode at the ranch. If you're listening, oh, George, boy. we are available. We're available. <laughs> we will do exclusive George Lucas films. We could do that. Now, let's get back to Men in Black. The cost of the movie. Now, mind you, this is 1997 money. $90 million. That's expensive. That is a lot of money for that a 1997 movie. For a movie, let, let's face it, the thing is 25 years old. Now, I, I'm sure Will by now was getting $20 million. You know, sure. I, I don't know what Tommy Lee Jones got. Not, not big stars. Had to be special effects. I don't know. I and mean, there was a lot of special effects, a lot of... Lot of explosions a lot of things going on this is true 90 million dollars that's a lot of money but don't worry because mr spielberg and his production team had a box office of 589.4 million dollars big big bucks and oh by the way this movie is on all the time all the time sci-fi channel tnt tbs fill in the blanks it's everywhere that fourth of july weekend that they released on 51 million yeah, it's a good so return. over half. That's yeah. pretty good. I'm sure there was a lot of advertising on top of the 90. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, gross uh, U.S. Canada, 250, almost 600 worldwide, more worldwide again. That's Isn't that crazy? Incredible. Yeah. Well, I was, I'm so amazed by that. That speaks to Will Smith oh, yeah. in the day as a global celebrity. So he talks about this in the book a lot, how mm-hmm. he watched Tom Cruise and what he gained from going overseas yeah. and doing premieres. And he goes, the one thing he could do, Tom Cruise couldn't, is he would go overseas and then he would entertain outside for the people that couldn't get into the premiere. So oh, he's that's doing, right. you know, Jazzy Jeff's coming, they're rapping, they're oh, yeah. entertaining the crowd. He goes, I could take what Tom Cruise did and do more. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's could. where he learned the value of spending those weekends in yeah. those different cities internationally. And you see that in his box office. Oh, absolutely you do. Now let's talk about the director was Barry Sonnenfeld. And, you know, Barry's kind of a niche guy, too. Obviously, he's done these Men in Black movies, but The Addams Family, The Addams Family uh, Values. uh, He did RV with Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. What a great movie. Great movie. That's a fun movie. And he did one of the the great movies of the time, Get Shorty. Yeah. So he's had that one. He's got a couple of things to his credit there. I I had uh, For Love or Money, little Mm -hmm. Michael J. Fox. That's right. Before he... Got the shakes, yeah. Uh, and and uh, Wild Wild West. You got Will Smith, Kevin Klein back in. You know, it's another, another Will Smith movie. Did you ever watch that movie? No, that's a. <laughs> you haven't. I've watched I it and watch it. It's, it looked a little weird. It's you know? not very good. I listened to the song Wild Wild West. Oh, yeah. Will Smith does a nice shot. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it. No, it's I'll kind admit. of a. It's a weird. Movie. Looks weird. Sci-fi cowboy. I don't know. It was a little well, weird. Well, you know, it's. I, I would sooner watch Aliens versus Cowboys. You know, with the Harrison Ford and I didn't the like. See that either. That's a pretty good movie. That's a lot of fun. This Will Smith one just wasn't very good. Yeah. I'm just just putting that aside. Let's talk about the characters in this movie and the actors and actresses who played them. Uh, playing Agent K uh, is Tommy Lee Jones, and and Tommy Lee is amazing. Now he has certainly aged. I saw him recently and kind of unrecognizable he got old really fast oh, yeah. on us uh but then you realize the movies he's done oh it's incredible uh, the fugitive 
Mm-hmm. No Country for Old Men. We're going to have to do that movie one day. It keeps coming up. Uh, Lincoln, Space Cowboys. I know you like Space Cowboys. You've oh, seen that pretty one. That's, that's pretty, pretty good fun, movie. Yeah. Uh, he did Volcano. Have you ever seen Volcano? It's a really neat deep dive into what was going on on the fault line there. Yeah, that was kind of a good movie. Yeah. You yeah. know his co-star? She just died. Oh, really? Yeah, I she just know. passed away. From, uh, and then, of course, he was Two-Face in Batman Forever. Got that one. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, anytime you can put a Steven Seagal movie in your uh, repertoire, he was in Steven Seagal is under siege under siege oh yeah. that's a great movie that's the where they uh tr- they steal the the destroyer that's awesome that is a really fun movie to watch so tommy lee's got a nice breath of movies yeah i saw jfk he was almost yeah. good i loved him as Cobb when he played ty Cobb and oh Cobb. Was yeah, really good yeah, yeah. And, and let's face it one of the most entertaining characters goes back to natural born killers Mm. He's pretty funny uh, in Natural Born Killers. Uh, kind of that. Psych- it's almost like Two Face without the makeup. Oh wait a minute! Is that a Woody Harrelson reference? <laughs> it there? is a Woody Harrelson. Look reference. at that, yes. a little Woody for us. That's great. Yes, you now, can't say that on Chris Coltrane. So. Yeah, I think you can. <laughs> now playing opposite of Agent K is his new recruit, Agent J. Agent J. Yep. Played by Will Smith. And uh, Will Smith, like you mentioned earlier, you know, Independence Day, the Bad Boys movies. He's a, he's a success story. I love oh, I mean, I know he's gotten he into the trouble for the slap recently, and that's a whole other story. But, right. but watching him grow up as this rapper. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Didn't pay know? his taxes for right. how many years? All yeah, of whoops. a sudden, he's having to catch up with the IRS. Right. He's lived in poverty. Uh it's incredible this way he's gone from rapper to TV star to the blockbuster movie star. Oh, big time. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. I, am, I Am Legend just won the Academy Award and slapped, uh, who was it, Chris Rocky slapped in the mm-hmm. face and, mm-hmm. uh, for winning the Academy Award for King Richard. Oh, uh, it was great in there. A great movie. Yeah, great movie. I enjoyed that one. Uh, Aladdin, he's uh, he's the genie in the bring to remake. you know live action Which- Nobody. How, how do you replace Rob Williams? You can't. He was in trouble, and he did a. Fa- he made it his own. Yeah, did a fabulous job. Sure, uh, he was in the Suicide Squad, uh, mm-hmm. and the first one that came out, uh, a movie I really like. He's in Hancock. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really good. Little in Superhero that movie. movie. Yeah. I like that one. The the superhero who's a drunk. I, I yeah. just really <laughs> think fun. that's uh, another great movie. The Pursuit of Happiness. Excellent. And oh then, my gosh, that makes you cry. That one scene. He's in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the other movie I always so stop and I have to watch when it's on iRobot. iRobot's good. That's a really good movie. I, I, I enjoyed Enemy of the State. I thought it was so Ooh. far ahead of its time with yeah. the technology and what they were showing, and it freaked people out. Oh, yeah. Like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hitch. I think it's hilarious in Hitch. I could watch that every time. I, He and Kevin James are great. Um, but Bad Boys, one, two, Bad Boys for Life. Right. And guess what's coming out soon? Oh, no. Four. I don't know if they're going to call it four. Right now it's on IMDb as four. But it, his meeting with Martin Lawrence, uh, one of my favorite parts of – unfortunately, I listen to the book. I don't read. Right. I listen. I and, know. And he narrated I it. write books. You listen, <laughs> I to, listen books. to books. <laughs> and, and one of my favorites is Martin Lawrence calls him. Mm-hmm. And, and that was his competition. He was on Lawrence. I mean, yeah. on Martin. He was on, had his own right. TV show. They were, And right away, it's it's it was uh, Marty Mart, Big Willie. Yeah. He goes, we didn't know each other, and we've called each other that for the rest of for our the lives. rest of our lives. <laughs> that was right from the start. They were Marty Martin, Big Willie. Now realize Agent J is replacing 
Agent D. That's how the movie opens up. That's right. Up. That's right. And Agent D is played by Richard Hamilton. And he's in one of my favorite movies from junior high school years, Pale Rider. Uh, the Clint Eastwood uh, preacher turned gunslinger. Oh, boy. Oh, man, is that good stuff. But he's also in Arthur, the old, the uh, you know, the movie uh, Arthur with Liza Minnelli. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. tremendous. Protocol. Summer, Summersby, and wait a minute, he's also in a Steven Seagal movie. Steven Seagal is on Deadly, Deadly Ground. Ground. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> that is so great. And, and certainly he has a recognizable character. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, people know him. As soon as you see him, you know that guy. Yeah. Now, playing the uh, city, uh, you know, the city coroner, uh, Laurel, is played by Linda Fiorentino. And she's in some great movies, and then her career just kind of stopped in, was it 2002, 2003? Yep. She just kind of ended. Yeah. She was in Vision Quest, oh, great that movie. That was her first one. Great. Love it. She was in Dogma. I mean, Dogma's a great movie with Ben Affleck and, uh, you know, his counterpart there. A great flick. Um, she's also in Where Damon. the Money Is, Matt Damon, yeah. yeah. And After Hours. Yeah, I had Jade. Yeah. I think that was a Caruso one, right? David I Caruso. think so, David Caruso. And uh, Body Count, you know. She, she was in some big stuff, you know. So, she was in some good ones. What's fun about this role is you know how she got this role. How'd she get? Uh, she won a poker game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Barry Sonnenfeld, the director. Okay, I, and I didn't also, remember that. And That's, oh, by the way. That was hilarious. She won the role in the poker game and took about 1200 bucks out of his wallet. That says the story That's goes. probably why he put her to work. He's going to get it back. Now playing Edgar... And Edgar is the farmer uh, who gets uh, basically consumed by the alien. Yeah. Uh, played by the incomparable Vincent Donafario. Uh, yeah, if you've seen Full Metal Jacket, you know this guy. I mean, he he played what, was Pyle. I think oh, was the name of that. That was awesome the scariest movie. I watched that way too yeah. young. Oh yes, you did. And, <laughs> and it it was not. I mean, it was one of those. My grandma's like, "What are you watching?" And grandpa's like, "It's a marine movie. He can oh, watch it." Yeah, you yeah. know, good old grandpa. And it's like. <laughs> Yeah, I probably should have. Wasn't not, that. not a good Ooh. movie. Uh, but he was also in Ed Wood. That's another classic movie. Now, yeah. most recently, he has been in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Well, MCU. Um, you know, he's playing Kingpin both in the Hawkeye uh, limited series on Disney+. Plus. It was a good one. And Daredevil. Oh, he's yeah. really dark. He's really good at the character. Yeah. Um, he plays Jerry Falwell <laughs> in the eyes of Tammy Really Faye. dark character. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, Can I get away with saying that? Jerry, oh. Jerry, Jerry. Let me tell you. The, now, the eyes of Tammy Faye is a movie we're going to do. I mean, that's that we're promising you that. Um, promises, promises. He's also boom, in boom, Ratchet, boom, boom. and I've brought Ratchet up. Right. A great kind of... Uh, kind of spooky, dark thriller of Nurse Ratchet prior to one flew over the cuckoo's nest okay. uh jurassic world he gets oh, yeah. eat, he gets eaten just a little spoiler left alert. spoiler alert he gets eaten and then of course where most people know him from law and order criminal intent yeah he was on that for a long Wait, time probably the straightest character he plays anywhere not not weird not, not abducted by an alien not pretending to be a religious man you know just yeah, kind he of. Is who he is. Yeah, very much so. Now, playing his wife, Beatrice, is Siobhan Fallon Hogan. Great name, Siobhan, Siobhan Fallon Hogan. I never know how they spell Siobhan with 
I S I O B. Now, this is this is a shout out to a friend of mine. Her, she has two daughters, and uh-huh. one is named Siobhan, and the other one is Fallon. That's oh, how I know how to pronounce that. So, uh, but she's been in some great things too. Clifford the Big Red Dog that just came out not that long let's ago. Um, let's see uh, what else is she in? The Bounty Hunter. Uh, she's in Big Mama. Uh, Fever Pitch. She's hilarious in that. That's oh, a great movie. Though. Great movie. Great movie. We should do that one. Daddy Daycare. Here's here's a Wayback Machine one. She's in Striptease. Oh, oh I, I missed that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most people know her from Seinfeld and Saturday Night Live. Yes, they do. Big so, ones. I had Charlotte's Web, which oh, my wife shows. That's right, yeah. And then uh, Fools Rush In. I oh, love that one. That's Matthew, another. Which right now with Matthew Perry going through that interview and talking about all those things. Uh, yeah, he's Fools kind of a mess. Huh? Oh, unbelievable. I had no idea he was yeah. such a... But she was good in, in Fools Rush In. That's a good one. Now, playing... Agent Z or Zed, Zed is one of the greatest names in Hollywood history. Rip Torn. <laughs> great name and an unbelievable character. Oh, I love him. He's a great character in this, but he's a great character. Mm-hmm. It seems like everything he was in. Oh, um, let's see what you got. He's the voice of Zeus in the animated Hercules by Disney, which is okay. an underrated Disney movie. That is a lot of fun. He, he did die in 2019. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sad. Sad. He was but, in... All his characters. Yeah. Three Weeks to Daytona, mm-hmm. 30 Rock, Three Days to Vegas. Maybe uh, a movie that it's on all the time. We have covered it here on Christ Culture and Cinema, Dodgeball. An underdog story. That's a oh, great that's movie. That's a good one. Come on. He's you really can dodge good. a wrench. You can, I mean, Patches O'Hulian. I mean, how do you not remember Patches? And throws a wrench and hits a guy in the head. Oh, my it. It's gosh. beautiful. Welcome to Mooseport. Okay, that's good. Cool. Uh, that's another one I've got there. And wait a minute, little John Candy action. Summer rental. Ah, uh, no. and and Canadian bacon. Oh, I miss him. Canadian he bacon. He's in Canadian bacon. Summer rental. He's he's the pirate, you know, captain. He's mm-hmm. hilarious. I love him in mm-hmm. well, Scully's. It's a restaurant that he ends up sailing his restaurant in the <laughs> Ar- 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 Armada. But um, I, I have defending your life. It's one of those movies where. I use it to talk with kids about uh, they get all worried about when they die and defending your life. Uh, Albert Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, Meryl Streep. It was that one where he plays the defending the, the defending attorney trying to help Albert Brooks get into heaven. Right. That's that idea yeah. of your they show scenes of your life, good and bad. You know, I mean, oh, we yeah. just got through Reformation, so we can laugh sure. about it. But I like using that movie, and he's really good in that. Yeah. Oh, he's just, he's just yeah. He was a real gem. When it comes to acting, he was just somebody, you saw him on the screen, he kind of made you smile. You knew he was going to take you some weird place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really enjoyed characters. him. Now, another great actor and character is Jeebs, oh. the alien who, uh, you know, is running the, so the pawn shop. Yeah. yeah. He's underrated. He's in so many good ones. Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, I didn't I mean, realize that. Oh, just stop and yeah. consider. Monk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is Monk. And that's where we all know him yeah. from, Monk. Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. He's now... Known for his role as the father in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, you mentioned that. Oh, that. he's so good in that movie. Mm-hmm. He's he's the voice of uh, the one car in Cars. All three of them. Yeah. Uh, all th- yeah. The, what is it? Mario? No. No, he's Antonio. Uh, uh, yeah, Vincenzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vincenzo. Vincenzo. He's, Vincenzo. He's, he's the he's the Italian sports the Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Uh, he's in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Splinter. Uh, yeah. Spy Kids. Uh, primary colors. That's the one we should do sometime. Oh, <laughs> boy, there you go. That gives him trouble. Honeymoon in Vegas. And we all know him from Wings. 
Oh, yeah. We all know oh, yeah, him love from Wings. Wings. I didn't go down that deep. Yeah. Nice deep dive. I mean, there's a, I mean, come on. He was brilliant in Wings. Mm-hmm. So we know him from all sorts of stuff. He has a prolific, that's a good word for it, prolific. prolific. There you go. Yeah. Now, playing Gentle Rosenberg, uh, who's the one who owns basically the art dealership and has the uh, cat of which the galaxy is on, uh, is Mike Nussbaum. And, you know, it's really funny. I was looking at some of his things. Uh, he was in the old television show, The Commish. I had no idea. Uh, term, uh, oh, Time of Your Life. He was in The Field of Dreams. Yeah, the, the two that popped out for me was Field of Dreams and Fatal, Fatal Attraction. Attraction. Two yeah. more opposite movies. Yeah, it's like, that's, hello. That's really crazy. Yeah, good stuff. And then the guy who is with the character, Gentle Rosenberg, is the Archillian, played by Carol Strucken. And where do we find him? The Adams Family and the Adams Family Values, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, uh, class of 85. And then he appears as an alien in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Next Generation. Kind of found himself a little niche in that world of Star Trek. Well, yeah, between Star Trek and Adams Family, he had the look. Yeah, well, he played Lurch. Yeah, he, he had the look. Yeah. yeah. And the look they were looking for. So that, that's a little bit of the cast. There's obviously more folks in this movie. There's quite a few. Uh, but this is such a, a fun movie because the men in black are, as you referenced earlier, they are uh, an agency, a secret agency here on Earth that patrols and monitors the alien activity and their comings and goings from the planet Earth. Uh, nobody knows they exist and they, they're funded. I love where they get their funding from. Uh, they, they get it from some patents on some little inventions. Oh, like the microwave. The microwave I yeah. thought that was pretty good. Uh, but they recruit, Agent K re- uh, recruits uh, Will Smith's character, Jay, to the Men in Black. Kind of. Sort of. Yeah, he's, he's given a tryout. Well, he's given a tryout because he given an interview. He is able to chase down one of the aliens on foot, which was kind of unheard of. Right. Uh, and they bring Jay in, and the great line, oh, they open up his locker, you know, it just says Jay on the locker, and they open up the locker and uh, put it on, kid. It's the last suit you'll ever wear. Suit, oh, oh, I yeah. love that, you know. The, even the tryout, I, I love how they, it reminded me a little bit of, of Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Where what they were looking for was a little bit different than just the best of the best of the best when right. it comes to outward appearance. Yeah, because when he gets recruited, he's yeah. in a room with all these guys from the military, military yeah. academies and the like. And here he is, a street cop from New York. And yeah. I love it to give them guns and they go in a room and they're all shooting the aliens. And then he shoots the the little girl in the head and they're like, well, you know, the, the, the little mannequin of it. And they're like, well, why'd you shoot her? And he said, well, that guy up there, he's he just got a cold. He's blowing his nose. It's an alien with a tissue in his hand. And that guy over there, he's just hanging out. But that little girl has a book on, what was it? It was like astrophysics, astrophysics or something, or something yeah. like that. And she has no business being in that neighborhood, you know. <laughs> And they choose him because clearly he see th- sees things that the best of the best right. of the best. While the rest are see. getting the uh, flashy thing. Yeah, they all get the, yeah, the, the memory the, loser thing. Yeah, yeah, the red flash. That's where they get the little blinky thing. And then he gets the suit. He gets to put on the suit. And I love his line. The difference between you and me is I make this look good. That's pretty smooth. <laughs> it is. It's very Will Smith. But now they go out on their, you know, Agent K is really training up 
Agent J. That's what he's doing. Uh-huh. And they go out there because they have a, a, a interstellar disaster on their hands because the galaxy... It's been stolen. It's been stolen. And what is the galaxy? It hangs on Orion's belt. And there's like, there's no it's, galaxy it's on real Orion's galaxy. belt. Yeah, little did they know uh, that it's really a little galaxy inside a trinket hanging on a cat collar. Mm-hmm. And they have to put this puzzle together. Meanwhile, they're being chased by Edgar, Vincent Donofario's character, who really is a giant bug. Kind of a nasty bug at that. A bug, yeah. It's a big bug. It's like pretty a, gross. Like a giant cockroach with slime. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not real attractive. Um, but what we learn early on in the movie is once Will Smith's character, Jay, agrees to continue with this, he is erased from society. Yeah, that was part of, I think, having him come is he didn't have any... You know, wasn't married, no, no kids, no, no no family. I mean, he was kind of, he could literally disappear from society. Yeah. And, you know, it makes me, it makes me mindful uh, from the Bible, uh, the Gospel of Matthew. It's something Jesus says, which is always kind of stuck in my head a little bit. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life, for my sake, will find it. And I've often thought about that as kind of one of those little word twisters that Jesus throws out there. And for Will Smith to really be a man in black, for Will Smith to really do his job, he has to lose who he previously was and has to become something transformatively different. And That he was able to do. Let's face it, he had the skill set. Well, he had the skill set and he had the commitment to do this, to mm-hmm. become a great agent. And and that's really how the movie begins to unfold. Uh, you know, part of it is uh, they end up in the morgue. That's where they run into uh, Laurel. And, uh, you know, Laurel uh, realizes at that point that, you know, alien activity has been going on all along, right under her nose, that some weird stuff has come into the morgue. Uh, it's where we see Will Smith's character, Jay, really unraveling this mystery uh, and learning under the tutelage of Agent K. Uh, You know, it it also harkens back to, uh, it's it's, again, it's in the Gospel of Matthew. And and I love this. It's uh, looking at verse 24. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. And, And in a very real way, Agent J is the disciple to the Master K. What we realize is K really and truly is the master. He's the super agent. And that's going to be really unfolded for us in the next Men in Black movie, Men in Black 2. Which is well done. Which is incredibly well done done as sequels go. Uh, But how often do we stop and consider the importance of those master-disciple relationships you know, as you're as you're losing yourself, as you're sacrificing, who is it that's bringing you along? Who is it that's cultivating, fine-tuning, honing those skills to the next level of service of whatever it is you're doing? And, and that's really where Jay is at, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's hot on the trail 
they're going to, you know, they're eventually going to, uh, you know, he and there always has to be an, a love interest with Will Smith. I mean, that's just a given. Given. And Laurel is certainly that as they find their way in this kind of climactic chase scene where the alien, uh, you know, has got the galaxy and they got to get off the planet Earth. The problem is they've got the alien spaceship. Right. But there's another one out there. <laughs> and it and it just happens to be at the World Fairgrounds in Queens, and yeah, off that's, they. That's a great part. Off they go to Queens, and as the alien is making its way to the ship, I, I love how Will Smith's character Jay gets his attention. He he uh, bumps into a dumpster, and all these cockroaches come out, and he goes. He calls up to the mon- calls up to the space alien, and he squashes uh, the bug. Squashes. The cockroach, yeah, you don't like it when I'm killing Auntie, do you? And your cousin. And <laughs> he gets more excited. He gets his attention. Oh, he sure does. Which is what he was attention. trying to do. He sure does. And uh, the whole scene unfolds. But what we see in that moment is this kind of transference of, of K to J. Now, all of a sudden, J is the one sacrificing all. J is the one who's right. the primary. And J is the one who's going to ultimately save the world and prevent the galaxy from being taken by this alien and then being rightfully returned to where it needs to be returned. Uh, I think it really kind of leads us down this road of sacrifice. You know, this character that Will Smith plays, although funny, although entertaining, although a movie with, you know, $90 million worth of something going on there. uh, What is that underlying story in that movie? And what you see is somebody who's willing to sacrifice everything. He's willing to give it all up. And at the end of the movie, when you get to the final scene, there's Kay looking at the stars. And he goes, do you ever just look at the stars? And, you know, Agent Jay is just looking at him. And he realizes Kay has trained Jay up to take his place, to replace him. And... It's a great final scene. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's a great it's final scene. All of a sudden, it is very kind of funny, light, moving along, sci-fi, you know, police story meets science fiction kind of thing. Kay has raised Jay to be the agent that Kay has been. And he's confident that he can do the job and he can turn it over to him. Uh, it gets back to that notion of sacrifice it gets back to those words that Jesus speaks, whoever den- um, where it says, whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And that's what happens, isn't it? Jay basically loses his previous life to find something meaningful, mm. something... Something uh, he was made to do. Impactful, something that he was created to do, which I think leads us to our question of the day. You know, in your life, when you look back and you reflect on things, what have you had to sacrifice for your work, for your career, for your family? Uh, What were those things that you had to put aside to put those things first in order to fully realize everything that, that God had set before you to be and to do? We see that in Men in Black in Agent J., and I would challenge you to see where you have done that in your own life for yourself. I think that's a good place to leave 
this uh, sci-fi meets comedy thriller, Men in Black. Now, if you uh, haven't yet, please consider leaving a rating or a review on whatever podcasting platform you choose to listen to Christ Culture and Cinema on. And if you haven't yet, picked up a, pick up a copy of the book, Christ Culture and Cinema, How Faith and Film Intersects. Uh, you can get that on Amazon or even Concordia Publishing House. Now, next week, next week is Veterans Day. And it happens to fall on, you know, the 11 11 uh, 19. That's the uh, the day Veterans Day has been established. The the uh, the peace treaty that was signed to end World War One. So we're going to go into the way Big back. Deal. We're going to go into the um, historical movie genre this time. We're going to look at a a really tremendous tremendous movie. It's not that old. Only came out a a couple of years ago. Now we're going to take a look at uh, a movie about Winston Churchill in his ascension to the um, role of Prime Minister uh, of, of England, of the British Empire. We're going to take a look at the movie, The Darkest Hour. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Dr. Jeffrey Skopak and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time... We'll see you at the movies. <laughs>